good scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I am your host, Jay Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, today, we are T-minus one day out for the election. Uh, yes, I have dressed it up uh, a, l- a little bit. If you guys are watching uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those different places, thank you guys for, for being here, first and foremost. If you uh, love the show, you can support it at RadicalPod.com. Uh, you can find links to Patreon, where you can become a patron. Um, you know, a little bit helps, uh, or you can just go to Patreon and, uh, and sign up to be a patron at radical pod. Uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash radical pod. If you want to, uh, just do like a gift to the show to help us out with, uh, some of the missions that we're, uh, pushing around the brave mission, uh, which we have started in the background and I am going to share so much with you guys about this. Um, we are doing a lot of PTSD work and we are working with veterans. We are working uh, with people in the Bitcoin space and it is going to do things um, like I mentioned, chasing the uh, changing the base communications protocol uh, in terms of communications for human beings, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm not going to lie. So um, you can cash app uh, some money over if you'd like to help at uh, uh, cash app at Shane Hazel. Uh, outside of that, if you want to help the show and you want to help yourselves at the same time, you want to earn sats while you listen, uh, Fountain FM. Uh, Fountain FM is an app. It's a podcasting app. You can find uh, darn near anything there. And if you uh, listen, you earn Satoshis, you earn sats, parts of Bitcoins, 100 million uh, sats to every Bitcoin. So if you want to listen there, uh, for every, I think it's every minute you listen, you get sats. And right now, um, that doesn't seem maybe like a lot. But in 10 years from now, when you have a bunch of sats from listening to a bunch of shows over and over and over again, I mean, sats are going to change here in the very near future, as a lot of you guys who have been here for a while know. Um, so Fountain FM, great place. You can earn sats. It gives me sats for you guys listening to my content. And if you chop it up and make clips, Again, you get more sats, and I get more sats, and it's just, it's it's this really amazing community where we have uh, consentful relations, consentful interactions, where we help each other out. So, Fountain FM, go check it out. So, today's um, topic, today's show, what is it going to be about? Uh, no amnesty. I wanted to do this last week, but I wanted to leave last week on a, on a higher note, Um something that you have action to do with your you know, family and friends over uh, the weekend. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys that came back and was like, oh my God, what a great episode. What a great thing um, to do with your kids, to show them uh, to get down into the dirt, into nature, into a history, to resurrect a culture that happened here um, and, and have people understand and explain it to them. And I mean, I can't wait to do this in other parts of the world, like to be able to go, uh, into different parts of the world, different parts of the Americas, uh, especially and see how our ancestors kind of just thrived and eked out existences and, and got us to this point is, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, I think they were freer. 
I really do. I think they were a lot freer, and obviously that kind of brings me uh, to today's episode. Today's episode, no amnesty. Um, there was a, a call, I guess, last week, um, early in the week. There's a lady named Emily Oyster who works for the Atlantic uh, magazine. Uh, Emily Oyster produced this, um, I don't know. I don't even know what to call this letter. It's, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Let's focus on the future and fix the problems we still need to solve. Why is this a problem? Well, we'll get to that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of people out there, and I think there's probably more and more people that are not going to be for amnesty in any sense of the word whatsoever. Um, a lot of bad stuff happened. In fact, um, when we were locked down, in the United States, especially here in Georgia, that was the the impetus, the precipice for me entering the governor's race. At the time, I was running for U.S. Senate. Um, I was running against David Perdue and John Ossoff in the uh, 2020 U.S. Senate election. Um, you know, we got locked down. And at that point, I think I had just become the candidate for the Libertarian Party, if memory serves me. Um, and beginning in March, uh, March 23rd, in fact, I'm going to play a clip for you guys that was the push that I knew right then and there. I was like, oh man, like I know for a fact what my next mission is. My mission is to take on Brian Kemp and the Republicans here in Georgia that locked you down. And that's the thing is you look around the United States, it doesn't matter if it was Republicans or Democrats that were in charge as governors across the United States. The governors that were in charge of the executive, the people with the badges and the guns, all declared emergencies and all sacrificed your rights for the, I don't know, the the way of the government, which, boy, at the time, you know, it, it's this will be something that has scarred in my brain, I think, just like 9-11. Um, when you look at what this has cost this nation and the state, and you knew what it was going to cost the nation and the state then, um, it's, it was easy to be outraged. It was easy to, to hit the, you know, the bells, but I'll tell you right now, a lot of people didn't, a lot of people were scared. A lot of people, um, were in fear and a lot of people didn't know the history of governments and, and disease and vaccines and understanding of mask in general, like all of this kind of stuff. We're going we're gonna to talk about this in the show. This is why I got involved. If you guys were wondering, like, why the hell is Shane Hazel in this race? If you're new here, um, first and foremost, you're welcome. I don't care Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Independents, whatever you are. Um, I don't care where you come from in terms of religion. I don't care who you love. I don't care about any of that kind of stuff. I'm glad maybe you're waking up to the idea that we should be leaving peaceful people alone and that you're here to listen to a guy and why he got involved in this. Tomorrow is the election. Maybe you haven't cast your vote in Georgia. Maybe you know people in Georgia. You're not here and maybe you can inform them. Maybe you can show them this before they go cast a vote. You know, I know uh, early voting is obviously over now, um, but tomorrow, if they haven't voted and you get this in their hands, you get them the debate in their hands, and they live here in Georgia, man, we got a real chance to put our thumb on this and say, yeah, you know what? We might not have, quote unquote, the majority that turns out for a bought and, and paid for election. Like it's rigged. Um, 
you know, the, the machines that you use here in Georgia compromise the people that are at the polling precincts compromise a lot of times. And there is an opportunity this time around, maybe, I don't know, we'll shock some people if there's enough people watching this election, if there's enough poll workers that were sick of what happened with the uh, Banana Republic style election of 2020, maybe, you know, maybe we'll see something different happen. I, I will tell you this, um, as you're going to the polls and you are getting your receipts from your vote, if it's a barcode, you need to be taking pictures of that. They owe you a no kidding legible receipt that you can read of your vote. If they're not providing that, they're committing a crime. So um, take pictures of those and file complaints and reports about the uh, the vote that you take not being legibly, uh, legibly printed. Uh, it'll be a QR code or a barcode on, on your receipt, and that's all you get. You can't read that. You're not a computer. You have no idea what it says. Um, you should be you should be pushing that and really at the end of this we're going to be decrying that these elections are still rigged they are absolutely 100% rigged here in Georgia so um, let's get into why I'm here first and foremost the speech that I saw that um, I don't know that changed my life I think forever here we go Today, I will be issuing an executive order requiring the Department of Public Health to require certain individuals with an increased risk of complications from COVID-19 to isolate, quarantine, or shelter in place. At a minimum, this order for isolation, quarantine, or shelter in place covers those who are living in long-term care facilities, have chronic lung disease, are undergoing cancer treatment, have a positive COVID-19 test, are suspected to have a COVID-19 because of their symptoms and exposure, or have been exposed to someone who has COVID-19. All right. Right here, first and foremost, Brian Kemp is getting involved in health, in the businesses of healthcare providers, where he's telling those providers what they must be doing with people who are in their care. The government is not in a position, they are not an authority on understanding medicine. They're not. The CDC obviously got this way, way, way wrong in their bureaucracy. Why did they get it way wrong? Um, why, did, why is this not a power of government? Because they're not specialists in healthcare. They're not specialists in disease. They are not specialists in any of this kind of stuff. You know what they're specialists in? They're specialists in, first and foremost, depriving you of your, your liberty, of your property, of your lives, of, of being just peaceful people, right? Like that's what they're experts in. That's how they live their lives. They live their lives off the backs of people like you. They take your property. They take your wealth, they take your income, they invade your businesses, they take all these things away from you, and they live a life where they don't understand what economics is, they don't understand the diversity of the workplace, they have no hubris whatsoever. Now they're looking at pushing bureaucracy into hospitals, into nursing homes, into um, you know, any type of organization that deals with health. This was a giant red flag 
from the very beginning. I started talking about this right then and there on Radical and maybe even on The Rebellion at that point. I think uh, my prior uh, podcast. Um, and if you guys check, I mean, go check it out. It's um, it's out there. You can find it. It's it's been the name has been changed by a uh, my my old co-host, but yeah, go check it out. We were talking about this a long time ago. The fact that you're going to invade businesses because um, the government says so, you're doing so because of incentive structure, which we will get to. The 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 compromised fiat. The, the reserve currency of the world, the dollar, is compromised, right? It's a fiat currency. The incentive structure that I've talked about over and over and over again, that communications protocol that is broken that uses force and coercion and debt instead of using peace and consent and savings, like those are your two choices going forward. This is, this is where CBDCs go in terms of Brian Kemp and the establishment, doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats, they're both gonna do whatever these people tell them to do because those are the people that at the end of the day hold carrots, money, fiat currency in front of them and say, you're going to do this or you're not gonna get your money anymore. You're not gonna get you know X, Y, and Z dollars, whether it's millions or billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars in some cases. And so Brian Kemp comes out and bends the knee because the incentive structure tells him you're going to do this or we're not going to be funding you anymore. Let's let Brian continue. Department of Public Health will promulgate rules and regulations to implement this order and define how these individuals can access essential, essential services, travel, and receive visitors if there's an end-of-life circumstance. This order will also close all bars and nightclubs and it will ban all gatherings of 10 or more people. All right. Right here. Now he casually switches in between. He uses the people who are at risk, the people who are old, the people who have systematic problems, the people who have comorbidities, the people in healthcare, hospice, within nursing homes, you name it. He takes that first avenue, which to some I think seems fairly reasonable, um, I don't think it was reasonable, but then he just segues right into everything else. Bars, like nightclubs, places that you get to gather with your friends to relieve pressure, to, to travel, to be free, to associate in groups of 10 or more people. Says this is over. March 23rd of 2020, this is over. State of emergency. I'm Brian Kemp. I am bending the knee. And now we are removing your right to assemble. We are removing your right to, to be together, to conduct your businesses, to do whatever the hell you want to do. Default position, Brian Kemp, in terms of, you know, quote unquote, locking down during the, the, the debate and everything else. When he says, you know, we didn't lock down Georgia. And then in the next breath, is like when we reopen Georgia, that's this guy. This is what. I'm talking about. This is what I'm referring to. This is the video that is in my brain and will be etched there forever. Like this was a moment of absolute tyranny in Georgia. And very few people talked about it. Look at your pundits. Look at them. Look at the Republican pundits in Georgia. What did they do? They were maybe outraged for a very little bit, and then they coalesced. They said, oh, shit, you know, if we don't back up Brian, then this is going to leave the door open in two years from now when he runs another campaign. 
when I said I was running and this was out there, you better believe they had to correct course. The only reason they've tried to whitewash history to, to, to I don't know, re-engineer what happened is because this does not play. Because this is an absolute assault on your rights by an executive promising you force and coercion if you break his edicts. Unless you can maintain six feet between people at all times. The Department of Public Health will empower, I'm sorry, the, part, the Department of Public Health will be empowered to close any business or establishment, nonprofit or organization for non-compliance. Damn! He empowered, and he's sitting here as the governor, as the executive saying, I am going to empower the health department in Georgia to close your fucking businesses. He is going to empower the bureaucrats who are elected by nobody to come into your business and close you down if you don't do what he says. Tell me you didn't close down Georgia. Tell me. The six feet rule worked. It didn't. The six feet rule didn't work. The masks didn't work. The vaccines didn't work. None of this bullshit worked. None of it ever worked. And you threatened everybody with force and coercion, Brian. If you're a Republican and you're voting for this guy, you deserve every bit of tyranny you ever get, whether it's him or Stacey Abrams. That's it. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy is a tyrant. He has proved that he is a tyrant. And you look and see who is saying what at those times. What were we saying at those times? This is going to have an absolutely crushing effect on people, especially poor people, middle class people, people who are entrepreneurs who have sunk every damn dime, dollar, and second they can into their business, into their small businesses. And he, you know what? He didn't do this with Home Depot. He didn't do this with Lowe's. He didn't do this with all these other organizations out there that were, I don't know, making sure that he was going to get reelected, making sure that he had the money to run this election. No, no. What did he do? He came after peaceful people. He targeted small, less, less with people with less resources because he knew he could do it. He knew that he could do this and try to get away with it and then whitewash history and say he never did it. To, to play off of Stacey Abrams, who wanted to do it longer and have commercials out there that say, we did everything that Stacey wouldn't have done. Well, I'm pretty sure Stacey would have locked down Georgia just like this. That's how it starts. Stacey would have done the exact same thing. She would have invaded your businesses just like Brian Kemp. There is inequality there. There is an equality that I don't think Republicans will admit that Brian Kemp acted as a tyrant in a moment of critical importance for human beings. Instead of the default position being freedom, which is the libertarian position on everything, you stay open. You let people adapt. You let people use their superpower to adapt to changing times and changing situations. You don't lock them down and threaten them with force and coercion for trying to run their business in a time when it's going to be tough. What are you going to do? You're going to print more money? Good idea, right? No. You print more money, and then what happens? 
Now you've got more money chasing less products, less services. That's inflation. It's not transitory. It's not going to be a small hike. It's not going to be any of that bullshit. It is going to absolutely destroy an economy. Eight trillion dollars printed. We'll just start handing out checks. We'll give you guys your tax money back, but not before you ta- you you brag about rac- record tax revenue. Holy hell. That's who this guy is. Brian Kemp is a fucking idiot. I'm going to tell you right now. That guy, when you listen to him, he doesn't understand. He doesn't have a clue. That guy walks around smiling at people, shaking hands, talking about being a politician and blah, 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 blah. You could see on his face when he got hit with the question, you want to apologize to anybody? You want, you want to say you're sorry to anybody for any of this? No remorse. None. Absolutely zero remorse for what he did. This guy is bought, people. This guy is compromised. This guy will lock you down. He's shown that he's done it. He will do it again and again and again. He will continue to use executive orders. An executive that is out of control, that is supported by an assembly of quote-unquote Republicans in, in the state of Georgia, and they're behind this guy. How short and fickle and co-opted and corrupt is the system. This. You think you think China's got problems? You better start looking right here at Georgia. These measures were developed using guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Georgia Department of Public Health. This order will go in effect at 12 noon tomorrow and will expire at 12 noon on Monday, April the 6th, 2020. These measures are intended to ensure the health and safety of Georgians across our state. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Across the board, wrong. First and foremost, this isn't for public safety. This is to make sure that the economy didn't implode. At the time, what people didn't know and what people didn't see is the economy was imploding. You can look back at what was happening with the Bank of England when they went through Brexit. Brexit was the first sign that the British and the UK did not trust the financial system of the EU. When they said, look, you're not going to be taking our money. You're definitely not going to be debasing our money. You're definitely not going to be extracting our property of our citizens and our people in a centralized government in Europe that we are not behind and we know is not going to work out well. 2019, when Brexit happened, and I think it was, I don't know, September, October, November, sometime in the fall of 2019, that was the first domino. That was the first domino in this whole collapse of fiat currency. This, March of 2020, I think I had just come back from Denmark. I was seeing this stuff in full, like, full swing. I think I got back maybe the week before this. And when I got home, I was like, well, that's probably the last time I'm going to be traveling for quite some time because of fools like this. Because the world lost their mind. They had executives that absolutely lost their mind. Not for safety. What are you doing? You're slowing down the economy. You're slowing down inflation. You're slowing down You know what is happening in the world. If you cannot go out and you cannot do things, you cannot buy, you cannot have interactions, you have shut businesses down, what are you doing? You're slowing the economy down, which slows the spread of inflation to begin with. Now, once that money from the money printer 
that's digitized starts to hit everybody else because of bad economic incentives and everything else and the population starts to see through the charade that was this now with people now they're having more interactions faster again that's when the inflation went through the roof it wasn't going to be transitory it wasn't going to be a blip it wasn't going to be you know good for us or anything like that this was absolutely unavoidable democrats republicans whoever this guy just never stood up against it because he doesn't understand economics and he's an idiot. And I would ask for everyone's cooperation over the next two weeks. They will protect the medically fragile, mitigate potential exposure in public venues and allow the state to ramp up emergency preparedness efforts as cases increase in each region. Oh, it's a for sure thing. Like it's coming. The thing is, it didn't last two weeks. He extended the order till past, I think, the end of April and then was still running around in June with mask on. And then when the vaccines, quote unquote, became available, he was out there pushing vaccines. Georgia. Everybody watching who has people in Georgia, this is the this is the Republican nominee. There is no reason on earth in any state ever in this election, in midterm election or in the next time somebody is up for governor, if the governor locked down your state, they should be gone. 100% absolutely gone. No amnesty. Additionally, I will sign an executive order today suspending restrictions against the practice of medicine by individuals whose licenses became inactive or lapsed within the past five years. Graduate nurses who have yet to take up their nursing exam will also be allowed to seek temporary licensure through the Georgia Board of Nursing. These measures... Oh, the Georgia Board of Nursing. Why, on God's green earth, is government in medicine? Why is government in insurance? Why is government in pharmaceuticals why is government in in any of our health choices whatsoever why have they invaded an industry that is so important to every individual control 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 why money money at the end of the day it's it's a perverse incentive structure yeah you're going to allow man how about the hospitals and the offices of, of the doctors determine who's fit to work in their hospitals and who's fit to work in their practices? Why not that? Why don't we trust the doctors to make those decisions? Why don't we get rid of the administration that costs them millions and millions and millions of dollars so that they can have more staff, that they can pay more people, that they can see more clients. No, 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 no. We're gonna ramp up the we're we're gonna ramp up the government so that they're more prepared as things begin to you know I guess take a turn for the worse. Insane. will directly address critical healthcare needs in the weeks ahead. Today, I along with 21 governors signed a letter to Senator Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, 
and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to request new block grant funding for states to fight COVID-19. Governors across the country are on the front lines of this fight, and many of us are spending heavily at the end of the uh, budget year, facing a significant decline in economic activity during this crisis. We desperately need these resources, and I look forward to working with our federal counterparts in the days and weeks. So he just opened the door, got on a knee, and said, you're going to give you're going to give us money. You're going to give us fiat dollars. You're going to make sure that we have enough money even though you know we may not have the taxes, right? Cuz if economics slows down and there's no trade and people aren't paying sales tax and, you know, income tax and they're not, you know, paying for all the things that they tax us on, how are they going to make money? What do they got to do? They got to go to the government government's got to go hey we got to have more money because these people are carrying out the the bank's wishes at the end of the day oh yeah do we understand how we got to that point if you're a bank and you've got a failing reserve currency what do you need to do you need to slow down its decline how do you slow down the decline of a of a i don't know a, a global reserve currency how do you slow it down? You stop people from traveling. You stop people from interacting. You stop people from working. You close their businesses. You make sure that they are at home doing nothing, not having any interactions with anybody. The disease, COVID-19, very convenient timing for a failing Federal Reserve currency. Huh. I wonder if I'm a bank and I say to people that, I don't know, run Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson or whoever else, Moderna or whoever else made a shot, I will give you billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, and then even more in residuals from people coming to you. I will make sure that nobody can sue you. I need a disease, and I need cures for a disease. That's all I need. I need a pandemic. I will pay you billions of dollars. You think that didn't happen? You think that this isn't what happened in 2020? This is exactly what happened in 2020. And Brian Kemp, not knowing or understanding or caring, I guess, at the end of the day, because he definitely didn't, you know, apologize for this right here. He didn't apologize for this, given the opportunity. What a real leader would have done, real leader would have said, yeah, man, I, I, I was wildly out of line. I probably shouldn't even be running for governor. I see my mistakes. And, you know, let's just say he did see his mistakes and he understood what the underlining problem was. If he actually came out and said this kind of stuff, he said, yeah, it was the bank's. It was the pharmaceutical organizations that helped slow down everything. To help slow down the crumbling of a Federal Reserve currency. Fiat. It was them. If he came out and said this, and said there's got to be a better way. There's got to be another way for us to transact with each other. There's got to be a better communications protocol for human beings, which isn't debt, which isn't 
war, which isn't force and coercion. There's got to be a better communications protocol that is peace. It is consent. It is people saving for rainy days and having enough to go on. It is freedom. When the worst is upon us as a a species, freedom should have been the default position. That's not what he chose. It gets better. Ahead. This fight is far from over, but we are in this fight together. Look out for your fellow Georgians and pray for their continued safety, as well as the safety of our first responders, healthcare workers, the elderly, and the medically fragile. Please continue to follow the guidance of healthcare professionals by using best practices, regular hand washing, social distancing, and disinfecting frequently used areas to prevent infection. While we have taken strategic direct action today, I am calling on my fellow citizens to fight this virus with everything you got. We are all part of this solution. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, call them out or report them to us. Damn. If your surrounding people, if your other peaceful people around you aren't listening to this bullshit, if they know economics and they know what's going on and they also understand their health, they're not above, you know, a a critical, uh, I don't know, muscle to fat ratio, right? They're not obese. They're not fat. They're not diabetic. They're not, uh, I don't know, just old and decrepit. You know, they don't have comorbidities. If they're those people and they're still getting together and they're defying the government tyranny and they're running their businesses to pay for, I don't know, food for their family, food for the people that absolutely depend on them as their employees, or if they're a good or a service and they sell those things to people who rely on them to use in their work or their trade or their service to feed their family. Report them to him. Report them. Use force and coercion against these people who are defying the fucking government tyranny. Brian Kemp. This was the moment I was just like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Report your neighbors. Report people who are in groups of more than 10 that are not social distancing. Report them. Nazi fucking Germany. Report them. Report the people around you. That's Brian Kemp. Force and coercion and and threats and secret police and spies made out of everybody. Better watch your back. You don't know what your neighbor's going to say. I better not be doing this. I don't want to get reported by my neighbors, by my colleagues, by the people that I employ. Because lo and behold, the bureaucrats have been empowered by Brian Kemp. They'll come out. They'll shut us down. You just heard him say he's empowered them to shut down businesses. Brian Kemp. Worse. Worse. I mean, seriously, you're going to sit there and say there's there's a difference between him and Stacey Abrams? Why? Because she would have done this longer? You think Georgians are going to put up with this from anybody ever again? You think Georgia 
wouldn't have been much better off if they would have chosen freedom instead of this bullshit? Report your neighbors. Report the people that defy tyranny to the tyrant. Okay, Brian Kemp. What? What a tyrant. This man deserves to be in a cage the rest of his life for what he's done. But not to tax people to pay for him. I don't know, maybe a trip to the uh, the Alaskan wilderness and see if he survives. See if see if maybe that's the punishment. Here you go. Good luck. This is your punishment for uh, being a tyrant, for making you know these threats against peaceful people that just wanted to run their lives, run their businesses, feed their kids, and uh, and maybe have a better tomorrow. That was it. If any establishment isn't following these directives. I would ask you to take your business somewhere else. We cannot let this virus defeat us. If if there's an establishment that is not following their tyrannical orders, he wants you to not do business with those people. Yeah. You seen his stupid commercials lately where he's tried to whitewash history? Unbelievable. The arrogance, the ignorance on absolutely full display by this man. We are stronger than this crisis, and we will weather this storm. Thank you. May God bless you, and may God continue to bless this great state of Georgia. Good. All right. That was him. That was Brian Kemp. And I got to tell you, you know, that was that was what sent me over the edge. I, I'm already, let's see, 40 minutes into this show. Um I was going to go through the executive order a little bit. The executive order, I will I will link it in my show notes. If you want to go in there and see what this is, I mean, what they actually said. You know, I mean, no business and establishment corporation or nonprofit corporation organization or county or municipal government shall allow more than 10 persons to be gathered at a single location. And such a gathering requires persons to stand to be seated within six feet of each other. It's crazy. This provision shall not apply to cohabitating persons outside of their homes, family units, or roommates residing together. Like, what a bunch of arbitrary nonsense. This executive order is loaded with tyranny. Absolutely loaded with it. It's crazy to me. So let's get to, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. No. No, Emily Oster, Oyster, I don't know, Oster, I guess is how you say your name. Let's focus on the future and fix the problems we still need to solve. Incredibly, incredibly dense, incredibly, I don't know, hopeful that people are going to forget what you guys did. Um, she talks a little bit about like what was happening, um, talking about making you know masks out of old bandanas and all this kind of stuff, and then reflecting on it, saying you know the lack of knowledge. Uh, thanks to a class I'm co-teaching at Brown University, um, what we did during COVID would have had little effect, and we didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't know? You didn't know if you had a bandana over your face that it wasn't going to stop COVID? Some people did. Some people were talking about it, and people called them crazy. You didn't know that the vaccines that government has typically 
pushed have done irreparable damage to civilizations. Like, I mean, the Tuskegee experiment, what they've done in Central and South America in terms of vaccines, quote unquote, down there that actually spread venereal disease. Like This was the government. This is what they've done. This is what they've done around the world. You didn't know about those things? But you still decided to go along with the force and coercion side to use force and coercion against your fellow man when you didn't know. <gasps> this becomes the crux of what we're talking about in terms of amnesty. You don't get to use force and coercion. You don't get to use the force and coercion of the government against people that are peaceful ever. Like this is, this is the bottom line. You don't get to do these things. She talks about some of the choices being better than others. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Like when you're sick, maybe don't go places. Maybe if you are sick and you do have to go somewhere, yeah, maybe then wear a mask to keep this much of the stuff on the inside as possible. And the only place maybe you should be going is the pharmacy to get your meds. That's it. Stay home till you're better. That was just common practice before 20, I mean, at least in my family, like you don't, go to, you don't go to school and you don't go to work and you don't go out when you're sick. You don't go around spreading disease if you know you're sick. You know when you're sick, you got a fever, eyes are glassy, nose is kind of runny, stuffy, you got some post-nasal stuff, maybe you got some stuff in your chest, like you got aches, pains, you're tired, like when you don't feel good. This is just commonplace. Yeah, duh. Stay home. But the rest of you guys, you're free. You want to stay home? Great. We shouldn't be paying for you either, right? You still have this law of economics in the world that if you are not putting out, um, you know, some type of product or service that the market, you know, desires, that finds, you know, that they'll they'll trade you money or something for, then you don't have anything. Like, that's just the law of economics. You've got to produce. Unless somebody's taking care of you that's agreed to take care of you, that's not us, right? Like, that's not most people. But she wants amnesty. She wants she wants us to get on with our lives. These This, I don't know, to declare, uh, you know, a, a pandemic amnesty says we leave out the willful purveyors of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge. Uh, you don't ever get to use force and coercion against people. It's really like, it's that simple. You don't get to declare an amnesty for the wrongdoings that you did. You don't get to declare amnesty for people in executive positions, people in bureaucratic positions that used that force and coercion that I continue to talk about against peaceful people for just carrying out their lives. I mean, honestly, when, when we saw this at its height and we saw this kind of breakdown when it started to crumble, the narrative that happened was people were getting deplatformed. People were being 
you know, depersoned your internet accounts, your Twitter accounts, your YouTube accounts, like all of these things. Like I, I think I'm one strike away from losing my Twitter, my, my YouTube one strike gone. If it's not there, you can go over to Odyssey. All my stuff is there. <sighs> Thank God for Odyssey. Jeremy Kaufman, the guys up in New Hampshire. Thank you guys for making Odyssey. It's a YouTube alternative. It's it's not YouTube, obviously. It's 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 younger, but it's definitely way freer. You can say whatever the hell you want over there, and and they can't shut you down or give you strikes. But they were literally, they were on top of everybody for talking about COVID outside of the mainstream narrative. And we know for a fact now, because of post shows, that we, you know, like if you go back to last week's show with uh, Mike Hobart, and we were talking about how the FBI and the DHS and the rest of the alphabet soup was having bi-weekly meetings with the heads of Facebook and Google and Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and the rest of these places. Not only for the election, but for COVID. They are, they are absolutely trying to drive narratives they're getting found out they can't put a they can't put the genie back in the bottle and they try to do this to people like joe rogan do you guys remember ivermectin do you remember joe rogan and sanjay gupta let me refresh your memory just a little bit here horse dewormer is not a flattering thing i get it's that. a lie it's a lie on a news network it, and it's it, a lie that's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of. This is not a mistake. Yeah, they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, "You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff," or something like that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people? A drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel Prize, the Nobel Prize in 2015. Yeah, yeah. No, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie? And say that's horse dewormer. I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with it right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken all right so sanjay gupta giant piece of shit as well right like literally went on i think the next day with some people from cnn and other organizations and continued to pull the line for his news organization, which talked about things like ivermectin, which absolutely was not horse dewormer. It wasn't horse pace. It wasn't any of those things. It wasn't, you know, Joe Rogan, who's probably one of the healthiest 50-something-year-olds that is, you know, on the planet. 
uh, in terms of his, I don't know, his regiment. He, I mean, that guy, he's a black belt in jujitsu. He trains his ass off. I mean, at 50 plus years old, the aches and pains and everything else that goes through that. And he's still doing this and he's seeking out his own health and he's taking care of himself. And then he confronts places like CNN and Sanjay Gupta, who is their like lead, their senior medical advisor at CNN. And he still can't say it. He still can't say that this organization is absolutely full of shit. They should have never done that. The fact that you have a, a Nobel Prize winning, like they deplatform people. Amnesty? No, not amnesty. Hell no, not amnesty. You're going to spread the lies and the propaganda in the face of being confronted with the facts, and you're still doing it. The moment that he wasn't in front of Joe Rogan, when he was in front of, I don't know, the other CNN pundits that were out there that were like questioning him on his appearance on Joe Rogan to get, I don't know, down to the bottom of it and calling Joe Rogan a bully and all this other kind of stuff, decoloring, you know, taking, you know, Joe Rogan's uh, picture when he was taking the uh, the ivermectin making it look like a green tint oh god what awful 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 people but i mean it didn't stop there i mean that's the thing is when when we look at this you had dr anthony fauci you know talking about when when people quote when people are vaccinated they're not going to get infected joe biden quote you're not going to get covid if you haven't if you've had these vaccinations uh Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director at the time, quote, vaccinated people do not carry the virus and don't get sick. Michelle Mad- uh, Rachel Maddow, <laughs> that dude, um, quote, now we know the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops. Bill Gates, quote, everyone who takes the vaccine is reducing their transmission. And Albert uh, Buria, I think is, is how you say his name, the Pfizer CEO, quote, there is no variant that escapes the protection of our vaccines. What the hell? These people? You think you think we should have amnesty for these people, Emily? You think this is okay? You think it's okay for people that are in power, with people with bureaucracy, with people with badges and guns can sit there and do this kind of stuff? The fact that you have the CEO of Pfizer lying about the efficacy of their vaccines, which we know when people get, even boosted people get, they still get COVID. In fact, they're not as likely, they're, they're more likely to spread COVID when they have the vaccines. So not only are they not, not going to get it, they're going to get it and they're going to spread it more so than people that just relied on their 10,000 year old immune system. They got deplatformed for saying things like this. When they tried to lock people down and people protested, when they took the people out, that took the, the officers out in riot gear, when you looked across places like Australia, when you looked at places like Europe, when you looked at places uh, throughout even the Middle East, this was happening. Dogs were set on people that were protesting the bullshit, the lies, the fact that they were having their lives destroyed. Should we, we should give amnesty to these people? Are you, you're out of your mind. The, the silliness of the entire thing where we saw, you know, places on fields where people could go where they were outlined and they had little white circles. Remember that? You remember seeing little white circles 
where you and maybe one loved one could sit inside of them and be outside in nature and sit together? Should we forgive people that made them do that? Should we forgive the people that went around and started checking COVID IDs? People that kicked kids and moms off of airplanes because they wouldn't mask their toddler. Is that what we should forgive? We should for, we, we can't be on public, I don't say public, we can't be on planes, we can't be in airports, we can't be in municipalities, we can't do that, and they're going to put masks over people's faces? Are you kidding me? We should forgive that. And it's incredible what some of these people said about the people, people that wouldn't get it. People who are incubators for every variant to come walking around lawfully unvaccinated that's psychotic lawfully unvaccinated they didn't i mean there were people in these positions of power in these positions that were reporting news that wanted you thrown in jail that wanted you thrown in camps that absolutely wanted you vaccinated against your will we should forgive those people for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. <gasps> what? It's not the government. It's not the people that are actually using force and coercion against peaceful people that just don't want to comply with your tyranny. All of these people, I'm telling you right now, like, this is incredible. Dr. Fauci, what did he say? Being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. I wish that he would go further to restrict yeah. the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're Remember that? We're going to deny you medical services if you don't have the vaccine. On like, sure. Let's let's just give all these people amnesty. That twenty five percent can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Well, you know, it's my rights, and okay, <laughs> but I don't. Care. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. <sighs> have I beat this enough? The masking of babies, the masking of kids. I mean, the fact that we've, we've absolutely traumatized an entire generation of kids. The NIH, the CDCs, the, all the people that weren't allowed to be with their loved ones when they died. I mean, I don't know. The solution in terms of Nuremberg type of trials, I hope is on their way. And I think this one last one, and I hopefully I've still got it pulled up here. Uh, I believe I do. This is um, Von Ursula 
uh, and uh, no, I'm sorry, not von Arsel. Von Arsel is the uh, the EU um, deputy over there, whose husband was uh, linked to Pfizer and uh, who received I don't know contracts of like 71 billion euros um, for 10 doses per person. Um, this is uh, Christine Anderson, who's the uh, MEP, and she talks a little bit about the uh, the criminal justice investigations that are underway over in the EU. And um, I hope this gives us a little bit of hope going forward with where maybe America is going to go with this as well. Lied to. Uh, it was a gigantic lie. And uh, on this lie, everything that governments, especially in the Western democracies, did uh, to infringe on, on uh, people's rights, to take away their freedom, to uh, lock them uh, in their homes, uh, imposing curfews. All of this was based on that gigantic lie. Ursula von der Leyen, uh, EU Commission president, is now under a lot of pressure, and rightly so. The people have a right to know what went on in these contracts with her exchange of SMS with C. Pfizer uh, Bourla? The people need to know who they can hold responsible and accountable for whatever may have gone on behind the scenes. And things are changing now. Their house of cards is tumbling down, and it is doing so rightfully. And you know what? One more thing, though. Um, I am sick and tired of being called a COVIDiot, <laughs> and I'd much rather be a COVIDiot than being a guff idiot, because that's what all these people blindly trust. Because that's what all these people that blindly trusted their governments turned out to be. And I will say it again, it was never, never ever about public health. It was never about breaking any waves. It was always about breaking people. But, and that's the good news, they failed. It didn't work. And that I am very proud of, and I'm proud of the people that I am so honored to be allowed to represent. And I will. All right. So there are things happening. People are going to be paying for this at some point, at some place, and maybe it catches on, hopefully, here in America. I don't know. I think it's going to be more of a state and local thing. I think it's going to be decentralized. And I think. Uh, as the, the dollar collapses and we move into your choice between CBDCs and Bitcoin, uh, gold, lead, and all the, the, the necessary things that you uh, need for life, obviously, um, we got some big cho choices to make to, to act against these people, the, the amnesty people that are going to I guarantee you, if you're looking at CBDCs and amnesty, you're definitely part of the people that want control. They're not done. They want more control. They're going to try CBDCs. This is the the, the underlining call um, for what amnesty would be.
right? Like this is their last ditch effort to make sure that you report to them, you do as they say, and at the end of the day, they have control over everything that you do. They're not sorry. They don't want, you know, they don't care about what was done, what was right. They care about the punishment that's upon them. That's it. That's all they care about. They don't give a damn because they haven't learned their lesson and they're still pushing something that they don't understand. That is complete and total tyranny in forms of CBDCs. We have to change the incentive structure. We have to change the communications protocol. We have to, we, 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 we must, as a human species, adopt a new communications protocol that is based in peace and liberty and consent. I'm going to tell you, it's Bitcoin. You need to learn it. If you have questions about it, reach out. But I'm telling you right now, uh, guys like Kemp, uh, Governor Kemp, guys like, well, Stacey Abrams, uh, girls like her, um, all of these people, Democrats, Republicans, doesn't matter. You are going to be able to fight back in a different way, regardless of the broken voting system, regardless of the broken media, broken polls, broken debates, all of these things. We have the weapon. It is the right hand of God type of weaponry that absolutely removes all the force and coercion that they can muster because of a fiat communications protocol that has absolutely corrupt and infected everything that we do. Parallel economies already exist. The Bitcoin economy already exists, and it's getting better and bigger every day. You look around at what's happened, the destabilization of everything. You know what's not destabilized? Bitcoin. It's hovering around 20,000, and I think uh, as this thing continues to get worse, as it continues uh, to, I don't know, bump the interest rates up, whether it's the Fed or the Bank of England or anybody else, you're going to see mass adoption. You are going to see people moving everything that they have, everything they get their hands on into survival type of things, and into a currency where they can continue to trade with the people they need to trade with. If they're around the world or not in their state, guess what that's going to be? It's not going to be dollars. It's not going to be CBDCs. It's going to be Bitcoin. Ladies and gents, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I am uh, going to wrap it here for a Monday. Understand that this was the reason I got in the race. It wasn't because of anything prior to that with Kemp. Um, it was the fact that we have a tyrant for a governor in the state of Georgia that doesn't understand that the default for any governor, for any any officials, for any government whatsoever, should have been freeing people, not locking them down, destroying their businesses, destroying their lives, absolutely uh, in his ignorance, celebrating tax revenue. Keep pushing keep up the fight. I will see you back here manana. Until then, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take this back.